Players Championship, Underdog, and Prize Picks props. Let's get into it. All right, so I do want to start out this video with covering the underdog best ball draft. And so for those of you guys that are new to the channel, uh, the 9 to 5 showdown tool is very predictive in terms of basically predicting who's going to do well. And so we have been able to use that same strategy with the showdown stuff for underdog best ball drafts in order to have a good profitable day and so to me entering these best ball drafts is a great way to also attack a showdown slate it goes hand in hand but right now people have kind of caught on to the strategy for showdown slates okay there's not as big of an edge as there was a year ago when we were dominating basically having a member win three times a month i think the edge has shifted to these best ball drafts and if we look at the payout structure guys and this is a video that i want to do is let's just look at this so you're paying ten dollars and to double up you need to finish in a hundred or a thousand two hundred and fiftieth place so you need to finish in the top 22 percent to double up that's fine we'll take that right and like the way that a best ball draft is kind of broken down you're gonna end up on the same players that you would have on a DraftKings showdown build looking at the showdown contest the top one if we sort by entries is going to be this 15 dollars. okay total prizes 80,000 we can see it's about 6,000 total though so in order just to double up your money you have to finish in 600th or better place okay which would be finishing the top 9.5 percent just to double up on underdog we saw that this number was the top 20 percent top 22 percent actually and so just looking at it like this number right here is actually the top 22 percent so you spend 15 you would win 25 profit 10 if you finish in the top 22%. Or if you do that here, if you finish in the top 22%, you're going to profit $10. Okay. Now, the thing that I like about this is like it's not too top heavy. Okay. The top prize is half of the second place prize. And that's half of the third place prize. And that's scaled kind of correctly. We go to DraftKings. The top payout is 20,000. Big drop to 7.53. Okay. Like we can kind of see that this could be the appealing approach. Okay. And then for what's worth guys as well, I'll get into the best ball draft here in just a second. We can somewhat accomplish the same thing just by betting on strokes. Like if we're going to take down a significant amount of money on a showdown slate, the players have to go low. And so to hit a five leg bet, or three leg bet, or even a two leg bet by getting, you know, whatever X amount right, you're gonna do that more often on prize picks or on underdog. And I wanna point out that typically speaking, these two will have a lack of continuity between the two. So you can further game the game. Like if you're doing a showdown build, and I'm not saying go away from showdowns, that is fun, it's profitable, we're still attacking that, right? I'm just saying there are other ways that we can use that same knowledge. And that's kind of the beauty and also the difficult part for me in PJD if it's content is that there's so many different ways to win which means there's a lot of different coverage and I have to do a bunch of different videos. But looking at this, so DraftKings 70.5, Underdog has it set 70. So if you were to think that these guys were gonna go over that, you'd go higher, okay? Let's see some other ones that might stand out. I'm curious about these ones right here, let's see. Like Terrell Hatton, let's see where he's at. Jordan's at 71. Okay, so they're all about at 71 here. Terrell Hatton, ooh, 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 ooh. full stroke here guys with Terrell Hatton. Okay, and so this is kind of a way in which you could also bet on the course. You can kind of hedge. So you could place a bet on prize picks, maybe bet the over, okay? And then on, bet the over on, underdog and then on prize picks you could bet the under okay and this is before even gaming the game at all before getting into the props chart so just a bunch of interesting ways in which we can go about attacking these slates okay so you could find the mismatch simply by this and you don't even have to do any research like you could literally just do it this way so it's a fun kind of easy way to go about attacking something let's see keegan keegan's the same i believe hmm, 72 even par 
Interesting. Okay. So we get that concept. I want to go ahead and show you guys a best ball draft. So what I'm going to do, and I've had success doing this so far, I'm up money, which is always a good thing, right? And it's just like not as stressful. Okay, so what I like to do is I like to use this sheet. We are sorting by AM only. Typically speaking, that I, I like doing this. I've seen success doing this by targeting AM only. If there's a weather advantage in AM, you know, great. Um, if not, oh well. It just seems like players in the AM are tend to be the ones that are more predictable. Like literally the last four weeks, my golfers in the AM that were expected to play well go out and play well. Whereas the golfers in the PM wave seem to be a little bit hit or miss for some reason. And then that happens again in round two. So I typically like to chase the AM only. Now, majority majority of the time, the first round leader is going to come from the AM wave as well. Last week, that did not happen. John Rahm was the most likely to have the first round lead, and he did. Okay, so we can see how that'd be beneficial. So there's a bunch of different ways you could go about doing this, and this is the 9 to 5 betting sheet uh, available on 9 to 5 sportscom You can sort by first round leader rank, which is already in there. Okay, so some players might not have it. Um, just scroll down, you can see, and this is already by AM only, so you can do that. You go by first round leader rank, which is kind of what I would suggest. Okay, so we can see John Rahm, Roy, Sanjay, Patrick Canley, those are the golfers most likely to add the first round lead in the AM. Or you could just sort it by round one points, an option that I don't mind. Um, you go Rom, Scotty, Cantley, Sanjay, Hovland, Finau. Okay, so we go by that. And the only difference here is that this is kind of measuring both safety and upside first round leader rank, whether this is kind of just capturing upside a little bit more. Okay, so I'm going to have this screen on my secondary monitor while I go through the draft. Okay, so we're going to enter it. And guys, yes, I do have the promo code listed below. Um, if you're going to join underdog, just use the promo code. If not, I, I don't, I don't mine whatever right i think this could be a fun avenue so i wanted to highlight it so the thing i can go ahead and do right now while i'm waiting for it to fill is queue up those players that are ranking out best with the am only tea time and i got my little helper here guys my little helper so like look at this we are getting a good value on sanjay awesome right and typically you can get some really good value that typically wouldn't be there i do have the first pick let's go so like keith mitchell is a good showdown play gotta find him all right so i'm going john rom first you could go scotty if you want to they're basically the same play uh, John Rahm, obviously just a stud. We're going with him. Easy pick. And so like, right, if we were doing a showdown build as is, we would have just started out with John Rahm most likely. And so we'll see that these players are kind of going to get drafted in the same sort of way that we would go about using a showdown build. Now, maybe we're going to be forced into like a studs and duds approach by going John Rahm or by having the first overall pick, that's fine. Like say if we had the sixth pick and the seventh pick, then we'd be favoring a more fair and balanced build, right? That's fine. And so once again, I'm just kind of trying to build out my queue just so I can kind of gauge, you know, a typical draft. It is a draft strategy that we have here as well. Like we're not just going to go away from what looks like a good draft, right? Okay, so look at this. We are getting one of the better round one plays right here. So we could easily go uh, Hatton, Sanjay, and feel pretty good about it, okay? Some people might go Jason Day, you know, whatever. I'm going to go Sanjay, feel good about that. And we're going to go Terrell Hatton. Passing up on Colin Moore, Kawa doesn't really rank out as well as some of the other players right here. Now, it would have been great to get like Tony Finau, Patrick Hanley. Yes, obviously. Didn't work out. So like just with this build as well so far with... Sanjay, Rom, Hat, Bergen, three players that rank out top 12 in the 9 to 5 model as well. Pretty nice. Oh, man. I want a Corey Connors. Oh, that's frustrating. Keegan, look at these last few picks. I would have loved to have get, gotten to any one of these golfers right here. <laughs> oh, man. It's all right. Still can get Adam Scott, which I'm fine with. Still can get Ricky, which I'm fine with. Yeah, we'll go Adam Scott here. And like Ricky's been playing solid. I'm perfectly fine going Ricky here as well. So now I have the last pick in the draft, and that's kind of where you can get unique. Typically speaking, there's going to be one really kind of player that you like a lot that is down that low. Or you could go with the earlier tee time favor that a little bit more as well. Now, I do want to call this out this could all change and maybe the pm wave is 
is the advantage. If you're doing two, you, you could kind of go that way as well. Do 1 a.m. only, one do 1 p.m. only. Now for what it's worth, like I don't mind Jonathan Vegas as well, just in general. Um, there are some better players, like obviously Hideki right here. He has been battling some injuries, but if you want to take the risk with that, I am fine with it. Like, and just for what it's worth, like these are all besides, I guess, Hideki, Tom Kim, or Tom Hoagie. These are all players that would be like sub 7K players on DraftKings for the showdown slate. So to me, I feel like I'm actually getting a much better showdown build right here than I would have on DraftKings, right? By doing the draft. Now, yes, everyone else is as well, but if we can make the better decision than everyone else at each pick in each round. We will be rewarded eventually. And this is something that, you know, maybe you just want to try for a month, maybe three tournaments, you know, one each round. You can do that as well. Personally, I, I do like drafting as well. And I know this sounds like I'm promoting underdog a lot. Um, I mean, I am. Like, I do get money if you guys sign up using the promo code. You guys also get 100% match on your deposit. Yes, that is me doing advertising for them. But I wouldn't be advertising it if I didn't think it was worthwhile or fun right? And I think we get both here. So we are at a very interesting draft here. I actually, do we go Hideki? Do we go Brian Harmon? I think I'm going to go Brian Harmon. Okay. Ranks out a little bit better points wise. Yeah. We'll go Harmon instead of Hideki. That could be the mistake. That could be a $5,000. We'll see. All right. So now I want to ship and get into kind of looking at prize picks and underdog. All right. So looking at the prize picks prop cheat sheet here, uh, we're going to sort by what are the best bets. And I typically do not like to do matchup based bets. We can see those are going to be the best ones that we have. Okay. So like Chris Kirk over Brody or better against Francesco Molinari. And if we were just look at the players, like we would see that that kind of checks out. Molinari has been someone that, you know, playing a little bit better recently, but Chris Kirk has definitely been on a tear. And you look at kind of the fit for the course, it makes sense why we'd be favoring him. Then we look at Tony Finau. I would say like 60% of the time, he is probably going to have more birdies or better than Taylor Pendrith. Um, you know, definitely favored there. Uh, we can see Ricky over Cam Davis, not as strong. Max Homa over Sam Burns. Sam Burns has been someone that, one, has been cited with some sort of injury this week. And then also Sam Burns has just been struggling, whereas Max Homa has just been a stud. I can see why that one would be favoring the over. But from there, probably not as many as we'd be wanting to attack. So let's sort by under bets. We'll see here. We have a ton in which we could favor, okay? And so looking at it, we got Kurt Kadiyama under 72, okay? Projected at 69. You could do that one. Kurt Kadiyama really played well last week. I don't know if I'd want to really touch that one, to be honest with you. Um, this one kind of stands out to me. Rory under 12.5 greens in regulation, okay? Looking at it, our only average is you know, 11.87. So even if he gets to 12, you know, round up, still has to get one more than that, okay? And let's just pull up the course here. Let's kind of walk through it, okay? Looking at it, the weather doesn't seem to be too crazy, okay? Maybe on Thursday it gets a little rough, but no, nothing too bad. Like, these are fine wins. Like, we don't have to worry about that. So if we scroll through the course, we got a par four. Should be able to green it. We got a kind of tucked green here in the par five. So I wouldn't say it's necessarily a guarantee that everyone's going to hit the green on a par five, but they should be able to, okay? This par three, not too terrible okay so realistically i think we can see three straight greens of regulation okay and then from there this is gonna be a tough par four to hit with the water players probably will bail out um you know, hit behind the green. They're just greens that are kind of designed well. Like this one's going to be a little bit more tough to hit, a very tough par three to hit. Okay, long par three. And now we also have another par five where the green's a little bit smaller and it's also a long par five. So I wouldn't say they are guaranteed to get it there in three, but these are pros. Most of them are going to hit it. So it is more difficult, I think, on the back nine. Okay, so looking at this, starting out with number 10, tuck green, small green more difficult to hit. This par five, you got to play safe, okay? There's this bunker in front and then the bunker along the side. I would 
say players are going to be conservative and probably try to land their ball here and roll it up to the green. We got another water in play, water in play. Players are going to have to play safe. Could lead to them maybe missing the green a little bit more. Small green, small green, tucked green. Okay, like uh, number 17, short par three. And I would suggest like, Players are probably going to hit this, you know, obviously, but not a lock and load if they miss, they're going in the water, right? And then 18, not a lock and load for them to hit the green either. So, yes, there are plenty of situations in which it really depends on how the player is like striking it that day and whether or not they can be aggressive because if they're not they're going to play it safe and so that's my long way of saying that i kind of think rory is going to play safe especially in round one uh xander at 12 and a half as well he does basically average that but given the nature of this event we can see also someone that we should be betting the under greens and regulation okay we can also do some strokes like i don't mind matt kuchar i probably will bet both terrell Haddon and ricky under strokes here and now let's go ahead and pull these two up or these three up on underdog to see if we have any sort of edge there. No props for Kucher. Let's see, Ricky. So Ricky, this is at 71.5. Um, <clears throat> this is a situation in which we're getting half a stroke here. And I kind of like on underdog, I want to begin to half a stroke either. <laughs> I don't want to have a push pretty much. So um, I would say 71.5 is probably the correct line on prize picks. I'd probably bet the under on underdog, probably staying away from that. Whereas someone like Terrell Hatton here, we could realistically bet it both ways. Okay, we could bet him to finish one under par, essentially. We could bet over on underdog because that's a full stroke. Well, on prize picks, it's at 71 and a half. Like, that's a very good line, right? Uh, so basically, we're saying he's going to finish under par, one under par. It's a par 72. That's what you could do. You could also do that with Salit Tagala there. Uh, let's see what Jason Day's at and Keegan. I'm actually curious about those two because that those are pretty good edges as well. We are seeing kind of the under is the way to go. Under strokes, under greens. It does seem like they are overvaluing the tournament slightly, whereas I would say underdog is probably properly valuing it. Tagala, half a stroke. Day, half a stroke, but even, right? We don't, we don't love that. And then Keegan, half a stroke as well. So definitely the best bet that we're getting, it seems like, is Terrell Haddon under. And he's been playing extremely well. He ranks out really well this week as well. Under strokes. We could also do under greens and regulation for, you know, Willie Z, Tony, Matt Fitzpatrick. Like, these are all pretty solid ones. I will say Hideki again. Um... You know, he's balanced back injuries. And so with that, his swing could be a little bit more inconsistent. So to have this line set at 12, I'd say I, I like Ben the under here. Let's say he just only gets 11. Like we would take that. And so with him still battling injuries, we are going to see some inconsistent play. And so I don't mind the idea of betting under greens regulation there. I will say for Scotty Scheffler, he is someone that does pepper greens. Okay. Averages 13.2 made greens and regulation, which is crazy. Uh, but the line is set at 13. And so, you know, I would say more likely than not, this is just going to be a push. I, I find it very difficult that he's going to be able to get over that. Okay. There's at least five greens that are going to be very difficult to hit. And for what it's worth, I'm actually curious about the fairways hit ones. I was hoping those would be good ones. It doesn't seem like it. Let's pull those up. Those seem to all be pretty much right. So yeah, not a big edge here with fairways hit. And actually, I think I'd bet the over on some of these like ricky over you know slightly over I, I probably lean towards more more close to that but we can see like the spread on these is very tight okay and then i'm just kind of curious which are the best ones that we are getting here and i just want to compare them against underdog real quick all right chris kirk we're getting the same there for birdies or better and that's what i find interesting about them having kind of some discrepancies in their strokes is that they typically have the same birdie or better stuff oh interesting here so sorting by uh under birdies or better i think we can kind of see here so rory is set at 4.5 on underdog it's set at four and i would say that's probably correct 
And so let's go ahead and look at some other players that are up there as well. Like Justin Thomas, 4.5. Interesting there. So it's interesting that we're getting four for Rory and 4.5 for JT. Let's see here. Scotty, Homa as well, and John Rahm. Let's check out those ones. Scotty, four and a half. That's right. Thomas, that's right. Um, Homa, four as well. So we are seeing some discrepancies here. There is the potential that you could maybe just hedge a little bit here where... You could do higher birdie or better for Max Homa on here. Like just looking at the discrepancies that we're getting here. We could do higher birdie or better here for Homa, Rory, because these are set at 4.5. Now the under is being favored, right? But we could also do higher here. And so we are just making bets based off of the discrepancies that we are seeing between prize picks and underdog. And if we're doing like a three leg bet, well, obviously if one of those hit, we're, we're sitting pretty. And so we're more betting on how the course is going to play. But looking at it, guys, I do think the Terrell Hedden prop on prize picks here is the best one that we were getting under 71 and a half shot or 71 and a half stroke and then on underdog you could also hedge it there so i feel like we had a good kind of breakdown uh what the expectations are for this week in this tournament um just ways we can go about attacking it via underdog and prize picks in an educated way um it does seem like each tournament there's about one round in which prize picks or underdog are off greatly and that's where you can kind of gain a big edge i don't know really why that is uh, but that's kind of just what i've seen so far with like four weeks of covering it so definitely a small sample size but something to keep in mind all right thanks for watching this have a good sight and as always let's keep cashing